Good morning. This is Tuesday, October 15, 2013, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Leaders of Senate near a fiscal deal. In Iran talks, nuclear gains offer challenge. And Senate women lead in effort to find accord. In today's national news, Richmond's bold anti-poverty plan stirs anxiety. New therapies aim to break through cancer's shield, and Rally at Alamo will call on Texans to raise rifles high. In today's business headlines, economists clash on theory but share Nobel. Buyout firms chasing sky-high sums for next moves, and access to Netflix as simple as changing the channel. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and the opinions of New York Times columnist Joe Nocera. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories titled Leaders of Senate Near a Fiscal Deal, written by Michael Shear and Jeremy Peters. Senate leaders neared completion Monday night of a bipartisan deal to raise the debt ceiling and end the government shutdown while the rest of the world braced for the possibility of an American default that could trigger a financial disaster. Negotiators talked into the evening Monday as senators from both parties coalesced around a plan that would lift the debt limit through February 7th, pass a resolution to finance the government through January 15th, and conclude formal discussions on a long-term tax and spending plan no later than December 13th, according to one Senate aide briefed on the plan. While Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, the Republican leader, and Senator Harry Reid of Nevada, the Democratic leader, praised the progress that was made in the Senate, it was already clear that the most conservative members of the House were not going to go along quietly with a plan that does not accomplish their goal from the outset of this two-week crisis dismantling the president's health care law. We've got a name for it in the House. It's called the Senate Surrender Caucus, said Representative Tim Hulescamp, a Republican from Kansas. Anybody who would vote for that in the House as Republican would virtually guarantee a primary challenger. There have been other showdowns between the Republican lawmakers and President Obama that went to the last minute in 2011, Lawmakers reached a deal to raise the nation's debt ceiling two days before officials said a default was possible, resulting in a stock market plunge and the downgrading of the nation's credit. But the real possibility that as of Thursday the government would not be able to meet its obligations prompted grim warnings of an economic catastrophe that would ripple through stock markets, foreign capitals, corporate boardrooms, state budget offices, and the bank accounts of everyday investors. If Republicans aren't willing to set aside their partisan concerns in order to do what's right for the country, we stand a good chance of defaulting, and defaulting could have a potentially devastating effect on the economy, Obama said. Officials in several states said a default would mean unknown consequences for federal programs that are administered by the states, like Medicaid and food stamps. They also said a market collapse could undermine state pension plans and higher interest rates from a default on federal bonds could make short-term borrowing more difficult and costly for states. Investors on Monday reacted in tandem with the real-time reports of halting progress, with stocks falling in the morning before drifting into positive territory by the end of the day in reaction to reports of a possible deal. 
the Senate could vote on an agreement as soon as Wednesday if Reed and McConnell discussed the deal with their members on Tuesday. That would leave little time for the House to debate and vote on what will be a contentious measure.